data management and protection business, Commvault, giving back some of a big rally on the year, still up more than the S&P 500. But after a big sell-off today, let's check in with the Chief Financial Officer rejoining us here on the program. Brian Caroline is the CFO at Commvault. Brian, thanks for being here today. Hey, Oliver, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so obviously it seems like the market wanted a little bit more from you guys. The response here, pretty harsh treatment, but still up on the year and growth on the top line. What do you think here is the next step to appeasing what analysts, I guess we're looking for some more on that top line growth. Yeah, I think when you unpack it, obviously it was a mixed quarter for us. Uh, we fell short of the software number, but I think what was driving that was a few things. One is we're, we're gaining a lot of new customers. New customers in more complex IT environments just take a little bit longer to close. The good news is that we're winning them and we're taking market share. Uh, so we're encouraged by that. Had a, had a great quarter uh, this, this past quarter, best quarter in several years. Uh, and the fact that we're getting into larger deals is also encouraging. And then there's certain components of our business like our recurring revenue, which is doing really well. Uh, it's up greater than 12% year over year, and specifically our subscription and SaaS components of our ARR is actually up over 40% year over year. So the 40% gain in the uh, software as a sales part, you mentioned the acquisition of new customers, but specifically to that point where you said this is, uh, I believe, our best or one of our best quarters. Obviously, there seems to be a little conflict there as the market's the first time I've seen the market punish you guys like this in a long time after a big run. So uh, define what that uh, metric is where you say one of the best quarters. Yeah, so that is actually new customer business was one of the best quarters uh, in several years. Okay, number um, of customers? Yes. Uh, no, revenue. Revenue okay. from new customers was uh, one of the best in several years. Uh, but yes, we're part of these larger uh, IT transformation projects as companies are rethinking their journey to the cloud, uh, whether or not they use public cloud, private cloud, on-prem. The good news is that we can solve all of those hard issues uh, for customers who are dealing with this multi-generation data sprawl uh, and bring it all into one purview under our command center, a one centralized single pane of glass. Uh, so we're part of those conversations. Some of those take longer than expected. And also we're not immune to some of the hardware delays that are out there, some of the supply chain delays. While we don't directly sell the hardware, uh, we're often attached to a hardware infrastructure play. And if they don't have that in place, our software doesn't necessarily follow. I think this is hopefully a delay that uh, we'll see correct itself uh, in the coming quarters. Okay, so that's what I read and I wanted to ask you about that because as a software business, your point is that the clients that are wanting your software applications, in order for them to run properly, they need hardware, they need uh, uh, processing power, or they need to have what data centers that they're, uh, or some kind of tech infrastructure that is being delayed right now because of these constraints? Yeah, correct. Anything that's uh, on-prem uh, is going to require some type of infrastructure and hardware servers for us to attach our software to. I see. So, um, again, I think this is at the fringe. Hopefully, this is at the margin. Uh, don't know. We're just trying to be a little bit cautious in the near term. Having said that, anything not requiring an on-prem piece of hardware is actually doing really well for us, anything that's in the cloud. So, for example, Metallic, our SaaS-based offering, is actually doing very well and is a meaningful contributor to ARR and deferred revenue. All that infrastructure is sitting up in the cloud. There's no need for the customer to actually go out and procure it. Okay, so when you talk about the recurring revenue and that bread and butter software as a sales uh, growth, 
where is the drag then that gets to the top line of single digit growth uh, where you're looking at 4% uh, revenue uh, uh, climb from a year prior? What's uh, making that difference from the high growth software sales to the overall revenue side? What's dragging there? Sure. So couple things related to that. So um, we used to have pass-through hardware revenue up until last fiscal year. Once you normalize the year-over-year -year software-only results and you strip out the hardware component, we're actually up 9% year-over-year on a software-only basis. Okay. We also believe that the better metric is looking at ARR, annual recurring revenue, especially as you're going to more subscription and SaaS-based offerings, that's up over 12% year-over-year. Okay, now is the plan eventually to uh, have a pure software business, where will those hardware sales go uh, over time? Is that uh, just asymptotically going down to, to zero growth? Uh, so again, we're not in the hardware business, but we do work with distribution. So um, what's the beauty of the model is that, you know, we've got very high gross margins. We do not have any hardware on our, our balance sheet. Uh, and we're able to kind of be agnostic in terms of the environment that we're attaching our software to. So we can really solve uh, you know, customer problems and issues no matter what the environment. Correct me if I'm wrong, I did see also, I believe uh, a buyback uh, enhancement to the program, uh, correct? Uh, what's the plan there in terms of how that fits into your overall spending plans? What kind of role will that shareholder friendly activity be playing? Sure, so uh, back in January, we had a, an investor event and we came out with a very committed capital return policy. We had $200 million plus 75% of free cash flow moving forward. We're well ahead of that commitment right now. Uh, we've bought back $242 million of our, our stock and uh, we intend to be um, uh, aggressive and committed. Okay, Brian, just to bring it full circle back to, again to the customer acquisition, can you give the viewers an example of what kind of clients you're going after right now? It sounds like you are trying to reel in some big fish from the language uh, that you used here at the top of the interview. Absolutely, so I mean, we our, our largest customer uh, transaction this quarter was a competitive displacement, a subscription-based deal, mm. a multi-year deal, um, and we're really we're really resonating with customers because we've got the power of and. And what I mean by that, we have our SaaS portfolio with Metallic, and we're able to satisfy any kind of on-prem data data needs and data storage needs that customers have, and bringing both together. And I think that's what's resonating in terms of the ability to again manage this multi-generation data sprawl that exists out there. Okay, Brian, thanks for the details. Appreciate you coming back today, and looking forward to more. Thanks, Oliver. Good seeing you. Absolutely. Brian Carolina is the CFO at Commvault. CVLT is the ticker.